0: Movie made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters. Head cannon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better. So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning. It's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon. 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 Head cannon. Head cannon. Welcome to Head Cannon. Tonight we have a very special guest, a good friend of ours, or a good friend of mine, good friend of Brent's, you guys are friends now, but we've, uh, it's been a while since we've had you on. I met you here in Chicago doing some improv, I think primarily at IO, right? Which yes. Where, we had class together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, Darkest Beasley, how are you doing this evening?
1: I'm super duper. Um, it's, it's post-work hours and, uh, just kind of hanging out with my kid. It's been a good, it's been a good day.
0: Yeah, awesome. Yeah, we're talking. You've got you've got Dante with you, also maybe maybe joining us on the show. Yeah, he'll make a cameo. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs>
2: awesome. we were... <laughs> he's on the the app cameo. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. You can you can purchase a video of him like singing you happy birthday. Yeah. Exactly.
2: He'll do
1: raspberries, your kisses.
0: <laughs> no, br- he Brit, thank you a lot. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Are you teaching him sign language?
1: He he actually watches uh, Miss Rachel. I don't know if you guys know about that. Your kids are older, but
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, Miss Rachel is an online like YouTube sensation. She did preschool and daycare videos.
0: I'm not familiar. Throughout with
1: um, the pandemic and stuff, but she's like a millionaire now. Um, but she does sign language and sings songs, and it's you know my kids addicted to it. So nice. th- That's where that comes from.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I taught Miss my kids, Rachel
2: looks adorable.
1: She's super adorable. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: It's an excellent show. I um, I've seen some of the episodes so many times over that I could probably say them word for word. Yeah. So that's that's a trophy I've given myself.
0: Well, it's nice because before they can really speak, like I taught my kids, like you know, like more and milk and certain signs, and then it kind of tapered off and i didn't really keep up with it which i feel i feel really bad about because my dad is deaf like i'm fluent in sign language there's no like (laughs) there's no reason i couldn't have raised my kids like teaching them sign language i just didn't i mean you know you know you get busy working and stuff you don't think about signing everything to your kids all the time you know
1: exactly and it you know it's hard enough having a kid and raising it and keeping it alive so i fault you none for that um yeah yeah congratulations on and having children that are alive i mean that that have survived you know you've kept them alive
0: yeah all yep. of us cheers cheer. you know what i'm gonna drink my uh strawberry flavored sparkling water in a cheers to all of us oh wow <laughs> for still having all that's of our a children. Good choice
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i got this is the aldi brand i recently started getting it's instead of Lacroix, it's belle v. that's oh. funny
2: i like that when they do that yeah <laughs> or like Kroger sodas. I remember, like when I was like a lot younger, like I would buy like the generic Kroger soda,
0: uh-huh.
2: and it would be until so like Mountain Dew. It was like
0: oh, Mountain
2: Drop, or like
0: it would be real close, yeah, like Mountain Mist and, or something. And yeah. it was like
2: yes. top of the drop
0: was the Mountain
2: Mist, something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I love it. You know, that would be a fun job just coming up because I, I, I heard. Then this isn't true for. All like obviously Kroger brand Coke is not gonna doesn't taste like Coca-Cola. But not at all. Yeah. But there are a lot of brands, like those generic brands, where it's just the same product as the like it's made in the same factory. And even like and I kinda realized this at my last job because we would we would build servers, right? We would build computers that were like our brand computers. But then we also built computers for this other company that made software. And branded it as their computers. But it's all the same computers. We would just, like, put different names on it depending on who was ordering it, you know?
2: Well, I have a similar example. Yeah. My dad had a job at a TV-making factory. Mm -hmm. This was probably in, like, the 60s. Okay. And he said that they would put, like, the same parts in, like, the different shells Mm -hmm. of the TVs. It was, like, forever, you know? long
0: long ago yeah and then they would but they would come out and be different brands at the end exactly yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah. I know of the um do y'all know of Buffalo Trace whiskey
0: okay I'm yeah. not familiar with it okay
1: so, so that whiskey they have a Trader Joe's version and it's the same exact whiskey so the Trader Joe's Kentucky bourbon that you can buy at any Trader Joe's is actually the same thing as Buffalo Trace but it's cheaper so if you're into whiskey. <laughs>
0: It's a hack. Good yeah, to know. It's a yeah. life hack. <laughs> <You should. Yeah. laughs> See, that's that's how you make your YouTube millions, Darkest, is a little yes. like oh, oh yo oh, oh man, what yeah, we should have a channel that's just like finding name brand stuff, but as it's like cheaper generic counterpart, I bet they will do really well you know, I bet there are already videos so I'm sure somebody has that YouTube channel already.
2: I remember oh. being at the liquor store and a guy said that like um Great Goose is the same, is like very similar, probably not the same, but very similar to like the, like like a Costco vodka. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't shop there, so I can't
0: attest to that.
1: I was once told that you could put like pop off into a Brita filter over and over like seven times and get the same quality, like Grey Goose or, you know, (laughs) a little more, a higher shelf, you know, I've never tried it.
0: (laughs) Just Brita your way up to the top shelf, you know?
3: Exactly. (laughs)
0: Awesome. (laughs) Well, darkest, do you want to let us know what movie we're, we're watching and kind of what made you choose this movie and your very like general overview thoughts about it?
1: Yeah, for sure. I picked the movie men and I, I, looking at the list of options, I had asked Corey for a list of what are, what are some of the films you guys want to, you've been dying to cover and that was on there. So I thought to myself, you know, I haven't seen that. And I saw previews for it when it was being advertised and, I just thought it sounded interesting. Obviously, coming from a, a woman's perspective, um, mm-hmm. I thought it would—I thought it would be intriguing, and it was. Um, initial thoughts. Lots to kind of dig through in terms of the various representations of men in general, and like some of the the not great things that come along with like the male perspective or the male perception of women in particular, but, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of gore to it that I wasn't expecting. And like, it had me scratching my head as to like, how painful would that type of birth have been versus like actual birth? Like through the whole thing, I was just looking at it like, wow, somebody had to actually think about. What hole to create in the body to birth something through for some of that CGI stuff? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that that was you know it hit me quite a bit, but it had an emotional pull for me too. So I, I liked it overall. I thought I thought it was a great a great movie.
0: Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah, and I wanted to see this movie anyway because I I'm a big fan of Alex Garland like a lot you know his he directed uh, Ex Machina and Annihilation. Uh, he wrote 28 Days Later and Sunshine like I just I'm just a huge fan of his stuff and and I'm glad I wouldn't I don't, I don't think I'd want to cover this movie with another man so I'm glad I'm glad you yeah <laughs> you chose this I, movie
1: <laughs> I was thinking about that and I was like should I talk about this movie with two other dudes
0: I want to hear what you have to say yeah it'd be so yeah, much worse if it were three dude just just three dudes <laughs> Yeah, I hear you on that. I hear you on that. <laughs>
2: but I'm really glad that you chose it. I was I was happy to watch it, and then I was I watched it this morning, and then I, I was talking to Corey about this earlier, just thinking like I don't know if I have enough time to unpack what I watch to like come up with like things to think about because there's so much and so it's so deep.
3: Yeah, it, it is. A, good, a lot there.
0: Yeah, one and one thing because I you know like I always do I always try to read. And again, Brent and I were talking how we—I didn't feel like I had enough time to try and unpack all this. But I always try to read, you know, articles about the movie and watch YouTube videos and just do a little bit of of research before we do a podcast. And you know, the main thing I got from the director, from Alex Garland, was you know he said that in all of his movies, but this one in particular, he doesn't want to dictate what it means. He likes for it to be open to interpretation and for you know the viewer to kind of draw their own meaning from it and i don't know just a lot of what he was saying i i I kind of if anyway i I thought this would be a good viewing like if you did a movie night of like men a movie called the green knight which i'll get into a little bit later about why and then uh oh uh, i know why okay oh sorry yeah and then guillermo del toro's pan's labyrinth because that movie is uh, well there's a number of reasons but for one thing it's not only is is Guillermo del Toro like refusing to give you a definitive answer of what's going on, what's metaphor, what's real life, like it's kind of open for your interpretation. But the thing I love about Pan's Labyrinth, which we t- we talked about on that episode, but the movie itself is about fascism. Have you seen Pan's Labyrinth, Darkest? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yes, yeah. I
1: saw it in theaters actually.
0: Oh, like, nice. Oh, okay. I wish I could have seen it in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's it's about you know fascism and. And a lot of it is like the fascist control of narrative and the fascist control of like story and who gets to tell the story and who gets to set the narrative. And I like that the movie itself is a rejection of of kind of like a dictatorial fascist narrative of telling you what's true, what's not. And, you know, the and and Guillermo del Toro is like, leave, I'll leave it up to you to decide know. Garland's approach reminded me a lot of, of that movie.
1: Yeah, I could see that, especially with, like, determining what parts of the movie are actually intended to be, quote-unquote, real mm-hmm. or not. Like, what is imagined maybe in the character's head and so on and so forth. I think that that definitely, that pair, parallel exists. And the just trauma, <laughs> the, the trauma that's happening, too, is just a theme throughout
3: both of those movies as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, man, I don't even know, like, where do it... Attack this thing! (laughs) It's so. Wait, can I start? Please, please, yeah. Would you
2: you uh guys? I looked at a little bit of IMDb before watching the movie. I don't think, and I'm watching. I watched it on my laptop. I don't think I would have noticed that the Knieer actor was all the men in that town at first.
0: Yeah.
2: At first, I I would have gotten it later, but I, I, I think I would have, I would have had a hard time
0: seeing that
2: yeah you, know, you guys noticed right away damn
1: it yeah i did <laughs> the only reason i did though is because i remembered his face from a couple of things one there's a black mirror episode where he is a politician oh, yeah. and he has to like have sex with a pig in public
3: oh, oh that's, that's him! Yeah. i know yeah. that's
1: the first episode that's right? right yeah that's the very first one and then Whoa. two he's in penny dreadful mm and okay. did an excellent job with that so yeah i recognized his face because i was like oh that's that guy <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah yeah i think i don't know how many people we saw before but i think when when we see the vicar like the the priest guy i was like i was like oh that's the same guy you know and then you, you see the kid with the obviously cgi face and you're like yeah. oh these are like these people <laughs> all have the same face like this nine-year-old yeah. boy has this older man's face you know <laughs>
2: I, st- I started to think that like maybe the different men in the village represented like a different way um a different stage of coping with like her divorce and her husband's death i changed it at the end though what i thought but like that's that's my initial my initial thought mm-hmm. was that oh these are the stages of of coping
0: that's interesting. I
2: don't think it is now. I
0: well, like that was my thought. You think you mean like grief or like betrayal, denial? That's interesting. Yeah, but
2: something like that. I was like, I wonder if there's a different, like, step. You know, different steps of stages for like getting over a divorce or something. I, I thought maybe it was that.
3: <laughs> right.
1: I could see that. I I kind of interpreted that it more of a the stages of healing versus the stages of coping. Mm. Um. It was more more for, in in my perspective, less of a maintaining a kind of mindset or trying to like, I guess, adapt to a situation, you know, whereas I I thought of it more as trying to get over some of the things and like accept some of the the personality traits and, and some of the factors that went into her personal relationship and that maybe exist on a larger scale in society too, but... I can, I can see the, the coping thought though. That definitely makes sense.
0: Yeah. When, I, and I think there's a lot of people who, you know, cause there were, I think a lot of people who didn't like this movie and the bad reviews it got. I think there's a very surface level, not surface level, but there's an, a, I don't know, an easy interpretation. Like I, I think obviously one level is that these guys represent different kinds of toxic masculinity or whatever, you know, and, and, ways of controlling her and you know even jeffrey the groundskeeper at the beginning like seems like a nice enough guy but he's like i don't you know he's like when she's like bites into the apple which i think there's a whole metaphor yeah. there's a different metaphorical context there um but when he's like he's like oh no 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 you can't eat the forbidden fruit and then he's like <laughs> and then he's like oh just joking you know but it's like but no he was still menacing for like there was yeah there was a second there where he was like fucking menacing, <laughs> even if he thought he was playing around, you know.
2: I love, I love Jeffrey, and I, uh,
0: for some reason I thought about,
2: I don't know why. But I, I mean, my analogy's weird, but I thought about you know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger is like the most
3: Austrian person you could ever think of, right? Like
0: yeah. he is the Arnold Schwarzenegger
2: of of uh, of uh, Arnold I've,
0: Schwarzeneggers, yeah.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was so British; it was, it was fantastic. Even when she hit him with the car, like my mind like filled
3: in the dialogue and I expected him to get up and be like, Oh, it's okay. It's (laughs) all right. My body was in the way of your call.
0: (laughs) But, but yeah, but, but, and I think, and please feel free to jump in dark because I want to hear your opinion on this more than anybody. Um, you know, but, but I also think too, like the, having all the men look the same is, you know kind of that like i don't know, like hashtag not all men but also like all men right because unless you like because unless you you can't be sure you know what I, there are a million analogies i'm trying to pull them all at once but like you know i don't know not all chicken has salmonella in it but you don't go around eating raw chicken because you don't know which ones are bad right it's like every every guy potentially is menacing you know so you gotta you gotta kind of like Treat them all as though they are right. I'm assuming, I, you know, as as far from what I understand.
1: I definitely think that that's the perspective that the character takes, the main character, um, because she she's coming off of something so traumatic and and really almost in, like in a, a prison of sorts in terms of that relationship she was in. Um, that her her perspective has been just kind of warped by her experience. I think that, you know, it. and just speaking from personal experience, if you go through a bad situation, a bad relationship with somebody and you get out of it, you're not going to be jumping at the bit to, to be with somebody else because you have this kind of hesitation or, you know, reservation or it, what if this next person is the same way? What if the same qualities come through? Oh man, now I really know what I don't want yeah. out of a person. But there is always this kind of fear in the back of your head that you're going to meet somebody else that has like, oh my God, like that guy I dated two two times ago or two relationships ago, he slurped his soup and now I'm with somebody that's slurping his soup again. I know it's not that small, that's that small change, but you do kind of shift away or try to shift away from finding people with those same traits and personality um, characteristics. And I think that that's really where she's at. I don't necessarily know. And again, just my interpretation. I don't know that it's this overarching "hey, this is what women think of men" type mm-hmm. of thing, but I think it's more of "this is what this woman thinks of men right now"
0: because mm-hmm. she's
1: going through something pretty intense.
0: Yeah, I dig it. When and I think, you know, a lot of the other, a lot of the other stuff as far as her perception of men, and I think it, you can also extrapolate that into a lot of the deeper metaphor about you know, the apple, and, you know, obviously the Eve metaphor, and I think, again, like, I don't know where to attack this, but I think it's saying a lot about religion and society, and just, you have these patriarchal structures and systems, right, that have that have maybe not always existed, but may as well have always existed, and that was the the one thing, you know, because I think he almost called it, when he first wrote it, he called this the green man, the story. And and the guy who's naked at first and like putting the leaves in his head and stuff, I think he's an incarnation of the green man, which is a pagan figure. There are like sculptures of the green man and on, on all over the place in Europe, but he represents mythologically, you know, uh, uh, fertility and reproduction and all that kind of thing. And, yeah. and that, that's where I, I drew the comparison with the green Knight because I think the green Knight was interesting in, have you seen the green Knight, darkest?
1: I don't believe I have.
0: Okay, okay, well, I won't spoil anything for you, but I think a lot of the metaphor in The Green Knight is the juxtaposition of paganism represented by The Green Knight, or who's, I think, a version of The Green Man, and there's also a lot of religious uh, imagery in that movie, and I think it's the juxtaposition of those two and kind of the battle between paganism, which is also like nature right and then christianity which in that movie i think represents more like civilization and structure and it's the inherent i don't know if chaos is the word i want to use but the the tendency of of that green the greenness the green man to overtake religion and and civilization and eventually like civilization will end and be grown over by the greenness right um but i think it's interesting in this movie the green man seems to be And again, Brent Brent and I were talking about how I wish I had more time to dig into this, but even certain pagan societies, I think particularly in Europe, you can look back at like Rome was a patriarchal society. So I think in this movie, it's not as much like a juxtaposition of paganism versus Christianity. I think this movie is drawing more of uh, of a line from the patriarchal tendencies of paganism and... You know, one society giving birth to another, those patriarchal thoughts and ideas and systems remaining intact from paganism through the Christianity and, and the society we've built around us today. You know what I mean?
3: Uh,
0: so
1: Yeah, I think I can definitely get down with that. I haven't seen that movie, um, The Great Night, but it's okay it's okay okay well i really
0: i really enjoy it britt wasn't as hot on it it was all right it was okay
3: yeah
0: (laughs) i
2: like how i just said the same exact thing with a more happier
1: inflection (laughs) (laughs) Uh, anyway the paganism and the structure of religion um i think it's interesting that you mentioned like societies giving birth to new societies, because obviously birth is, like, such a huge theme in this movie. Um And that, that, too, that patriarchal... It's the patriarchy that is the thing that continues to, like, survive and, and live on and kind of remold itself into existence, into new societies. That is something that... I just popped into my head. The, the imagery of men giving birth to more men. Yeah. Like, that's, that's quite literally a parallel of that. So... Kudos to that interpretation. I think that's really, really interesting.
0: Yeah. And especially with, you know, I think so much of this movie is about controlling women and keeping women silent. And so one of the videos I pointed or one of the YouTube videos I watched pointed out how when she's like singing that song in the tunnel, you don't see who gets up and chases her at the other end of the tunnel. But this video pointed out that they're wearing a coat that looks very much like the Vickers coat so she's using her own voice for her own pleasure singing this little song in the tunnel and summons this man and then again in the church where she thinks she's alone and she's like screaming Whoa. and having this like cathartic what again using her own voice for her own purposes once again the vicar is summoned and that's when he shows up and it's almost like her using her own voice as a uh like a violent provocation of uh you know for for a man to show up and and you know get all up in her shit, you know
1: yeah and and that you can't really enjoy your own your own experience generated by yourself like you have to be dependent on another person particularly a man to kind of be present or be there to kind of make sure you stay within the bounds of what's acceptable. I think that, yeah, yeah. like the, even the, the visualization of like looking through the tunnel and like seeing that light at the end of the tunnel, knowing that there's something on the other side and that there's, there's some way to go. And you had to turn back because you, you felt threatened, you're in a, you're literally confined and restricted. It's such an interesting scene yeah overall it was a really good scene
0: well and i lo- i like the word you used earlier darkest when you were talking about her marriage as a prison and and here again like she moves to this she well she rents this house in the countryside for some freedom for some oh, and once again you uh, you just pointed out that she's can't go th- she's trapped again in this tunnel and yeah. uh yeah it's it's just like, like moving every from every time
2: she's having some sort of healing moment like she gets she gets fucked like you know like the tunnel she gets chased mm-hmm. she goes to the church she has that like major like that that sort of like cathartic like you said like scream it almost felt, seemed like that would feel good at,
0: in, in some way you oh, know yeah. and healing but then like the vicar
2: just he, he gets he gets to her and is like you didn't tell him you didn't give him a chance to, to apologize
0: yeah for punching That's you weird. in the face <laughs> like yeah yeah
2: yeah. well it's
1: it's all about like pointing the finger right back back at the woman because it's all it's all angles outside it's it's i think about it as like a circle where you've got all of the male characters kind of looking at the woman in the center and again that's it's kind of a prison you're you're being observed in the church when you thought you weren't you weren't being observed you felt free to to make that screen and then realized oh you weren't alone there's a level of restriction there there's a level of judgment too. um and then again with the tunnel and then even with like the little boy, like not, not meeting his need or his, his ask. Yeah. And then being like, fuck a (laughs) bitch.
3: It's
0: just,
1: what? Like I can't even just like make my own decision to like not partake in something. Like I can't say no. Yeah. You know, I think it's interesting that that's just like a regular thing that's happening because it is, it is super restrictive. And, um, that is, a, it's, I mean, it's a true parallel to real society. I mean, I'm, on a really goopy level, it kind of reminds me of like having to eat candy in a closet because <laughs> like, I can't have my own time. I'm not allowed to like have my,
0: <laughs> right. yeah.
3: I can't
2: have my own thing. Quite you know? right, illustrated by the background noise right
0: now. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my son is imitating me. That's <laughs> no, <it's> great. <laughs>
1: movie that like, I'll be I'll be honest it gave me a bit of anxiety um, oh, he bumped his nose I'm sorry oh, no, pick Dante. Him up. gotta pick him up
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know I almost I feel like that's perfect I feel like Dante's presence is I, I don't know for some reason just kind of perfect <laughs> to talk about this movie I don't know
1: <laughs> I mean it's, it's your responsibility as a woman in all kinds of roles right like you you're always being asked to do something, and I mean, it's everyone. Everyone hears about this stuff on a daily basis. Like, oh, it's almost Mother's Day. Like, call your moms or thank the person that uh, helps you take care of your kids, type of thing. But right. really, I mean, it's just pressures of being a parent. But there's definitely this is definitely kind of funny that this is happening right
0: now. You, um, oh. <laughs> my gosh. Do you know? I I had a thought. I was.
1: No. i don't know what he's asking for yet so <laughs> well let we'll us know there. We'll if
0: you there. if you need to take a break to go get him more milk or whatever just let us know um, okay
1: i might is it okay yeah yeah
0: yeah. Okay? yeah go okay. ahead Okay. <laughs>
2: okay. Mm-hmm. i'm sorry you hit me with
0: your car I'm <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was the most it you, know, I love you, Jeffrey. you awesome. remember that that improv game we play at comedy sports like nitty-britty or whatever did you ever play that game i don't so tell me about oh, it. man, I think we did it at tournament one year uh, where it's like, <laughs> as you go through the scene, you have to get progressively more British. So at the at the beginning of the scene, you're like, oh, all right, pit pop, here we go, you know, cheerio. And then by the end of the scene, you're like, oh, governor, go a nickel for the guy. <laughs> right, where it's like
3: unintelligible.
2: To,
0: like, yeah, just like, like, like oh, terrible cockney. <laughs> uh, hey, yeah, What's day? that, governor? <laughs> What? I tip my hat to you, Dante! Who's there? Hello, Dante! <laughs> okay. Alright, we've got the milk. Alright. Mm. Well, another thing, um, one thing I was gonna mention that, that, again, one of the, one of the, um, YouTube videos I watched pointed out that there's all, along with all the other iconography, the the religious iconography and stuff in this movie, there's a, a carving that's called a Sheila Nagig. I, this is totally new to me. Are are either of you familiar with this thing? I just learned about it earlier today.
2: Not after today. I know it because of today. Yeah. No. But it's a relief. It's a, a relief re- re- do... in stone that's that's very prominent in Europe,
3: right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's so there's like a hundred or so in ireland there's like i don't know 40 or 50 in britain but yeah it's a carving that's like kind of a gargoyle again i just learned this today apparently a gargoyle is a gargoyle if they're spouting water otherwise it's known as a grotesque something i I learned today um but the sheila Nagig is a um is a carving and it's typically of a of a woman and she's typically holding her (laughs) typically holding her vulva open right and so (laughs) you're fine you're fine take your time (laughs) he's he's not happy about this carving that's i I don't blame you i don't blame you buddy
1: (laughs) 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 i haven't even learned about the birds and the bees yet what are you talking
0: about
3: (laughs) here you good Mm -hmm.
1: you want me to hold you still yeah
3: okay
1: (laughs) 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 he's <laughs> <It's laughs> like I tricked you he did he really did and he does <laughs> oh. I'm a male that made you do something <laughs>
0: it's, it starts already
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you
3: think it's great <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you have to say about the movie
1: boom Things
0: got serious. A <laughs> <laughs> so I'll 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 keep going with my train of thought. Oh no, <laughs> spam him with the the smiley emoji. <laughs> I want to see
2: if he would react to it.
0: <laughs> so I'll I'll keep talking. Hope maybe he'll keep laughing at what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. But so the 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 Sheila Nagig is this sculpture, and it's there are lots of theories as to what it means, but it's um. One theory is that it, it, you know, it represents female lust as hideous, sinfully corrupting, and maybe it was used because it would be p- put above doors and stuff, maybe to keep demons away, revulsed, revol, uh, repulsed by this sight, right, yeah. of uh, female anatomy, and so I don't know that for me, like, and and the men in this movie trying to like, you know, shut her up, and and again, you have the Sheila Nagig imagery of like being repulsed by female anatomy and just women in general. Again, I think is another clue as to the the symbolism of the man giving birth to himself at the end, you know, without doing it without a woman. And just, uh, yeah, just that rebirth of patriarchal from the green man to the, to, you know, eventually become what becomes James, which is the only other, I think, male actor in this movie.
1: It's almost like all of the characters are really a facade for James the whole time. Yeah.
0: You know,
3: like
1: he's, he's one man that really, he's yeah. the and again upper interpretation like what's real what's not he's the real person Mm -hmm. in the story
3: yeah
1: (laughs) yeah he's a real person in the story (laughs) and all of the like the vicar the child jeffrey like all of the other characters are just like caricatures of them. yeah i think it's definitely like here's a lot of symbolism to kind of explain what personality flaws this man in particular had. Yeah. Um. But going back to the the carving and the the imagery being kind of a, a symbol for the evilness or the disgusting, the grotesque nature of women women's lust or you know literally women spreading the vulva is like part of the imagery. Right. Um. It's pretty explicit, but it's like it it just kind of Honestly, my mind jumps straight to NASA giving that astronaut, like, hundreds of tampons. (laughs) Because there's just, there's there's so much fear around women and women's reproductive parts and, you know, giving women reproductive rights. Like, there's so much in actual society that, that can be drawn from, like, imagery like that that it's, it's... Crazy. It's wild.
0: Yeah. 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 Well and and to that, like the one of the first things Jeffrey says to her when he's showing her the house, he's like, Okay, sorry I have to say this, but it has to be said, no feminine products in the toilet, you know, septic tank can't handle it. Like one of the first things he says to her is like, you know, make yeah. sure you this keep
1: This world isn't designed for you.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: Oh
0: man. Yeah. Uh oh.
1: Or asking um if she's a missus.
3: Oh yeah. yeah. The
1: the whole like missus versus so miss, miss that the the um assumptions about that and Yeah. <laughs> the the character seems so innocent but also is just injecting all of these like microaggressions that it's yep. like you're upset but not that upset. He's like the the warm up to the rest of the parade. It's it's really
3: weird.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, I, I think every every incarnation of Rory Kinnear, the actor, is is a different form of like. Yeah, some are microaggressions. Some are, uh, you know, macro. Like some are just aggressive, aggressive. But yeah, I and I like the idea. Like just now thinking about it, that that maybe all Rory Kinnear's characters are all more a metaphor for. Whatever society, civilization, whatever, and then all of all of the things that Rory Kinnear's characters represent gave birth to James, who's his, who's his own person. But also, you could follow that metaphor toward Rory Kinnear gave birth to, you know. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> oh, he
0: doesn't like this metaphor. <laughs> Give
1: me one second. No. I, like it. I think that's fine.
0: That's you know, I, my... I think he, I think he sees where the metaphor is going because I was going to say it's like you know, you, you, Rory Kinnear births James, but it also means he birthed me and he birthed you, you know, Dante, you know, everybody, every man is, is, uh, is a product of that, you know?
1: (laughs) That was such
2: a weird scene.
0: (laughs) The birthing scene?
1: He's having a meltdown.
0: Okay.
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) it's about 20 minutes before his bedtime, so put him in his crib, maybe he'll fall asleep. He seems like he's
3: starting to get fussy He'd okay so
0: yeah Br- we'll see how it goes we'll i know brin's brent has gotta put his daughter down in, in 20 minutes so yeah okay yeah so well we'll, we'll go ahead and wrap it up the the only other thing i, I wanted to touch on is i think the the, the final piece uh to, that tied this all together to, to me or at least for my own interpretation is like the christian imagery which one video i watched pointed out that you could see james as a a Christ like a Christ like figure because he gets the injury in the in the wrist. Oh, His head is all beat up when you actually see him, but then I don't I don't get the ankle breaking. And I guess specifically, I read about this a little bit today. Like Jesus not breaking any bones was a big thing, so maybe it's the symbolism. He is he thinks he's Jesus, but he's not. I don't know, but but this, this... I took
2: it as as that was the that was the injury that James uh, sustained whenever he fell off the 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 balcony
0: was the broken ankle you're saying?
2: Yeah, and then every every time it birthed it the 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 demon or whatever had the split hand mm-hmm. and the broken ankle every single time. I think definitely like pointing at that each each of the the men in the town was like a different aspect of James the the husband's oh. personality or what she fucking hated about
0: him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um but I but I think the um the thought of james maybe being a metaphor for jesus and this this youtube video i watched pointed out that in the i guess there's the red letter bible the king james version where like any words that were supposedly said by god are in red right and there's okay. and throughout this movie there's you know when she's arguing with james and his name is james right the king james bible <laughs> but when they're arguing it's like red tinted and then the flashbacks uh uh-huh yeah and then when she goes to the house the walls are like a bright red when Gregory's like showing her around and then I even like I noticed at the end when when Jeffrey pulls her out of the car and throws her down on the ground and then he hits the puts his foot on the brake and the red light like she's bathed in red light at the end but yeah I think it's really just driving home the metaphor of 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 Christianity and patriarchy and I'm just gonna read a quote from this YouTuber. It's a guy, it's a video I watched by this guy called The Fake Critic, Um, but I thought, I'm not going to be able to word it any better than he did, Um, but he said, a faith rooted in an exchange of blind devotion, love, subservience, and reverence for a horrific suicidal sacrifice sacrifice premised on something that was born out of the natural urge for feminine liberation is rotten to its core. You know, so I just thought it was... I don't know. Yeah. That she's just wanting her own life, like to, you know, to be free of the prison that she's in with James. And, you know, basically he puts his, this suicide on her, you know, like Jesus supposedly sacrifice. you know, none of us asked for that. Um, Is
2: that kind of what you were talking about in the beginning when you were like controlling the narrative? Does that have anything like his, his say, his like control over like how their relationship ends? Like, okay. You're 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 leaving me, but I'm gonna kill myself.
0: Oh, I hadn't I hadn't considered that, but yeah, I mean that 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 fits.
1: The concept that you were talking about, Brent, with all of the all of the characters throughout the movie, all of the ma- male characters being personality traits. 100 percent agree with that, and then to the the mirroring of the injuries, with particularly the cut hand is I think the most noticeable thing. Um. The controlling the narrative piece that you just mentioned with, like, okay, well, you want a divorce? Well, I'm going to kill myself. Like, I'm going to have the last say. It kind of speaks to, like, I mean, it definitely speaks to how some people in relationships can be that manipulative and controlling. And that's really what made me say prison right off at the top of this call was that, at the top of the recording, was that it does feel like she's constantly confined. She's she's in the she's in a relationship. She doesn't want to be in it for valid reason. And you don't even need any other reason other than just that line. I'm going to kill myself. Like that's so manipulative. Right. <laughs> Insane, right. Um, but then trying to kind of get away and do this, like couple weeks of healing on her own in a place that she wanted to be. And like, I thought it was really interesting, Corey, what you said about all of the red and that kind of mapping back to the red in King James Bible. Um, What I think is interesting, too, is that like right up until the end when James is sitting on the couch and she just says, what do you want? Like, what is it that you want for me? Um, And he says, I just want to be loved. It's it's so that even that is manipulative and controlling and weird because it assumes that somebody wasn't giving you that the whole time.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Like, it's almost like a blindness like oh what was me and i did all this stuff and like at the end of it you just don't reach you don't have a resolution really
3: yeah she's just
1: kind of like scoffs at that remark like yeah yeah like okay buddy you know
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah
1: but yeah. yeah i i do think that it's very much like the whole movie like i said it gave me anxiety because it was It's, it's such a like intense reflection back of the way that society can feel as a woman, um, both in personal relationships and in just the society at large. Um, there's a lot of things that kind of parallel back, be it, you know, in the political realm, in the religious realm, as you mentioned, Corey, even like pagan, pagan things that are happening around us that, that oftentimes are revered as less, um patriarchal but obviously there's a lot of that still um a lot of that in the past but yeah i this whole movie was just kind of like swallowing a really big pill like it was hard it was hard to get down like it just felt so uncomfortable and it was like oh like i just felt like
0: oh
1: the whole time <laughs>
0: Well, you you gotta put your kid to bed. We've only got Brent for nine more minutes. So, is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about with this movie before we jump into headcanons?
1: God, I feel like we could talk about this for like a whole another hour plus. Like, there's a lot to say left, left to Can do. Can we again. just talk
2: about the birth scene and how weird that was? It's fucking weird. I mean, metaphorically, of course, it was beautiful.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, it just, yeah. It was so weird. It was absolutely weird. Yeah. Like, you think the being knew, like, it did that? Like it, like it gave birth to one
0: person, and that person was like, "Oh no, it's my oh no, I do it now, oh man!" Oh man, <laughs> you know what this? I think it's so that whole thing is so I think metaphorical and conceptual. I didn't even think about it as like a real actual entity, but that's a great question. I don't know. That's <laughs> that's oh, it it almost reminds me of oh, what's that bad? there's like a Schwarzenegger movie, uh, the sixth day where he he gets cloned have you seen this movie there's there's a scene where the villain like he keeps cloning himself and there's one to keep so there's one scene where he gets like mortally injured so he just clones himself and then a new version of himself like walks out of the cloning machine and and his version like his old version is like wait help me i'm still dying and he's like shut up and just like shoots him he like shoots his old version of himself and i was like i remember being a kid and seeing that and being like Wait, but that version of him was still him, like what <laughs> It really <laughs> fucked me up, <laughs> yeah, it's like a like, you have like a life expectancy
3: of a mayfly in 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 this movie and yeah. men in the men movie,
2: like, yeah. you're birthed and then suddenly like, Ooh? like...
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> and then James pops out at the end,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so, one well, especially like. Because it wasn't until, like, I, I thought about it for a while and, like, watched some videos today that I really could make any sense of it. So, I, in the moment, watching that scene, I was like, what the fuck is happening? I was like, what is this? What is going on right now, you know? <laughs> and then see a grown man crowning out of a, a vagina, It's <laughs> yeah. yeah. really weird. Out of <laughs> his... Not
1: even just out of a vagina. It was like, at one point, he's, like, burrs out of, like, the upper part of his back, like, his spine. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: <clears throat> and then his, yeah. his feet are, like, dangling out of a mouth. Right.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, like just flopping around, like this is normal. Yeah, this is a normal thing. Looks like a baby. Someone needs
0: to turn that man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Feet first. No. <laughs> no. Right. He's going breach. He's session. coming out breach. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
2: man. Yeah. yeah that was Even intense. in the demon world, like there's there's complications at birth.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But
1: you know what? He doesn't need any intervention because he's a man, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Nobody yeah. needs to help him with his birth.
0: No, his doesn't... free birth over <laughs> and over. He's fine. Doesn't need any help. Demsel in distress, I'm your man. That's you know? right. <laughs> yeah. I'll carry your bags in and drop them all over the place.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Just
0: don't
2: eat the apples. <laughs> <laughs> when, the, when all the apples fell off the... Tr- oh, that was that scene. That was cool. She's outside and the lights are going on and off as though someone's flicking a switch. That was awful and
3: terrifying.
0: Yeah. And the, I and the, loved it. And the men are disappearing and reappearing and like Jeffrey yeah. disappears and then the green man's in front of her. Yeah, that was intense. Yeah. That was good.
2: You know, I had a nightmare when I was a kid. I lived I lived in the country in Springville, Indiana. And we had a barbed wire fence next to the house and then a giant field with cows. And I had a nightmare very similar to when she's in the tunnel and sees the dude real far away. Mm -hmm. My nightmare was I was in my yard and then across the barbed wire fence. And then like many hundreds of yards away was a man at the crest of the hill. And in my dream, it was like, it was a, a, it was like a movie in the way it was like, I, I was with my POV, my point of view. And then like, I zoomed in super fast into this man on this hill and it, and then like zoomed out again and it freaked me out. It made <laughs> me so scared for so long. And it was just, I had this like immediate flashback of when I was like 11 or 12.
0: Huh? that's not
2: that Yeah. It, that's was, crazy. it was like, I zoomed in really fast onto this guy who was staring at me from like hundreds of, of yards away.
0: Yeah. You know what's real, like, I wonder this all the time, like, the way we think and the way we dream, like, a couple hundred years ago, like, could you have had that same dream before ever seeing a movie? A movie, zoom in like that? Yeah. Interesting. Like, would you, would you even know how to, like, structure that? I don't think you would. I don't think you could, I don't think, you know, unless you had seen that in a movie, I don't think you'd be able to just... I don't know. Well, that
1: begs the question. Somebody had to kind of contribute. I mean, obviously, several hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of people contributed to the evolution of movies. So somebody had to think it. And then somebody else built off of what some, they saw. Somebody else, you know, you're generating something in your mind. You're putting it in a film. Oh, that's
3: true. And so true. on and so
1: forth. So, I mean, oh, I, don't
3: that's... Think,
1: I don't think the concept's that, that wild. I, yeah. I can almost remember thinking, like, when I was a kid, like, having having nightmares in particular. Like... Really like fantastical stuff, but I wasn't ever subjected to movies that were like that. So I don't
0: know. The next movie we're going to be talking about is 1979's Time After Time. So be sure to check that out. And as always, you can follow us on social media on Facebook at Dangerous Plosion Presents Headcanon, on Instagram at Headcanon Pod, on Twitter at Horror Movie Pod, and you can always follow the subreddit r slash Horror Movie Pod. All right, well, I want to get uh, wrapped up here. I know you guys got to go. Do you have a headcanon? Either one of you want to go first, or I can go first? Doesn't matter to me.
1: Yeah, mine's, mine's dumb. Mine's okay. dumb. Mine's it's, dumb. Uh...
0: Yeah. Mine's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it? Um... <laughs> what is it, What's Darkest? What you on? got?
1: <laughs> Mine is. So what you just mentioned, Brett, with the lights flickering on and off outside, I almost felt like it was like this contained environment, and I immediately had the thought, like, "Oh, this is just like the set next door to the Truman Show."
3: Yeah.
0: Okay. Like
1: the whole time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love I love that. Where I thought Darkest, I thought you were going with like she's actually she doesn't know it, but she's like in a tiny little bug like a bug terrarium or something. And she's, like, being carried through a hallway with lights going or something. I don't know. That's oh, where whoa. I thought you were going with it.
1: Whoa. <laughs> you know, could be Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, yeah. part five or whatever.
2: Yeah. No, no, that's a good concept, Darkest, because it's, like, yeah. the whole town would be, like, wired up, and they yeah. just send in, like, a new, like, a new broken person.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But they, they're here. <laughs> yeah, they only have the budget for one actor, though, so that's why. <laughs> they play all the parts. <laughs> They're like yeah. we we spent the whole budget. We can only get one actor, so it's all on you. Which <laughs> <laughs> I think Kinnear. we we mentioned Rory Kinnear. I just want to mention Je- Jesse Buckley real quick, because holy fucking shit! Like she is so oh, good yeah. in this. Like, uh, man, I, and I and as somebody who does who's dabbled in acting a little bit, watching her, I was like, I was like, there's no way I could do like I don't know, like what she's doing right now is just so incredible. Just like the range and the subtlety and, like, I don't know, she's great. She's fantastic in the movie, I thought.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she was wonderful. Yeah. The, she depicted real trauma, and that is, I feel like, hard to do. Yeah. I, I feel like that's, so like, you can't emote that way and have people at home, like, I felt anxiety, like I said, the whole time. Like, to make people feel that with with what was going on with her was, you yeah, know, a really powerful performance yeah. overall.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, I'll go ahead and give my is real simple. I'll go, mine. go ahead. Okay, I got, go got
2: dumb off with, 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 with the DB.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, um, I, I thought that it would be an interesting thing for the audience if they were told after the fact that if you go back and rewatch it, in every single frame, every single frame of the movie, regardless of how far away they are or not, is like a little naked green man.
0: Every like that would be crazy. Yeah. Cuz yeah.
2: Even in the house like he could be painted up like the wall, like the red <laughs> walls and shit. Or, or like or, any, like
0: or he's like hiding in her Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> <She's>
2: wearing... <laughs> I had this idea for a superhero darkest who his only superpower is he can hide in other people's Hawaiian shirts in the setting, in the background. <laughs> that is so specific. I love that. <laughs> Yes. But like if you pause if you pause the movie in certain areas of like the nice English countryside, like just at the at the wood line, at the tree line, you see this little naked man.
3: They should it's like have a heard, little you elf know
2: on the shelf, but he <laughs> yeah. fits into this movie. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: You know, Alex Garland is gonna listen to this podcast and kick yeah. himself in the ass that he did. He's be like, <laughs> God damn it, it was right there. I could have done it. Yeah. <laughs> Suit right. up, Kneer. We're doing reshoots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got it for the special Blu-ray director's edition release. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, real—I'll we'll, I'll, say mine real quick, and then I'll let you guys get going. Let you get yep. to your kids. Um, mine is just that it's real simple. It's real dumb. Just all these guys after the events of this, they all go like uh, to get other jobs to do other things than inhabit this town and torture this woman, and. <laughs> One of them goes and gets a job at Fox News. One of them goes and gets, and so it's basically if you could peel the mask off, like Tucker Carlson's mask, or Ben (laughs) Shapiro's mask, or like Andrew Tate's mask, it's all just Rory Kinnear underneath. Nice. (laughs) Uh, That's
1: that's believable.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't. It's a headcanon so much as just the reality. (laughs) <laughs> all right guys all right well i'll let you get going darkest thank you for being with us is there anything you want yeah. to plug or talk about before we leave
1: no just happy mother's day
0: happy, happy mother's, day. mother's day yeah i uh,
1: think the mom's in your life and you know all of that
0: yeah yeah for sure that's perfect that's the perfect cap on this so all right well thank you darkest thank you I everyone don't at let home dudes tell you
3: what to do yeah. yeah don't do it yeah don't let dudes tell you don't what to do. imprison
1: yourself but <laughs> you don't let other people imprison you yeah
0: okay <laughs> oh yeah alright well thank All you right. everyone uh, this has been head headcanon oh! Oh, boy.